to the uh, director showdown it's buddy brent here uh we're back uh with our, our buddy rifen this week and back uh, at it again with yeah. rifen hell yeah superior director yep the one much better um <laughs> i'm gonna cut that out um yeah so episode six uh and uh yeah i think for the first time no second wait, time wait, this season what's who up who are you i don't know who you are oh my name <laughs> Is I said Mike, your good buddy Brent. That's my wait. No, who's you, your, what's your name? You? Yeah, I think so. I Who are you? I thought you said we're back with your buddy Rifen. Yeah, with your with, with oh buddy yeah. Rifen. Well, my name is Brent. Who's my buddy? <laughs> and uh, yeah, as always, I'm here with what's your Adam, name? and we have a, uh, a special... second time guest here. This uh, first episode. time for the season. Yeah, first yeah. time season two. A, Who are you? One per season kind of guest. <laughs> I am Zach Cavender. Hey, all right. So, um, I guess before we we get into um, the film, which is uh, Only God Forgives, uh, let's uh, let's let's since this, you're the you're the first guest actually we had for this season. Really? No, and, well, uh, the last episode we had. Um, oh yeah, a guest or you're, two. It's the first time Zach was a guest. Yeah, on this first season. time Zach was on. <laughs> And so, yeah, yeah, time travel is confusing. So, what do you uh, <laughs> what do you think about uh, Rifen and Linklater? Just general thoughts, maybe favorite movie from each person, hmm. so on and so forth. I don't know how many Linklater movies I've actually seen. I can only think of Waking School Life. of Rock, Waking Life. I don't, I don't really like the Burning series. Uh, Days and Confused. Okay, I've seen Days and Confused. Uh, I'm gonna go with. Waking Life. Okay. Waking Life. Yeah, it's a good that's, film. Yeah. That's the most Zach movie. Yeah, it's, it's right up my alley. Mm-hmm. Uh, as far as Rife and... I want to say Drive. Yeah, drive, solid choice. Between Drive and Bronson. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like Bronson. Good picks. Hanging, Who's your favorite? Hanging Dong in there. Yeah. Out of the two? Mm-hmm. Well, I've seen more Rife and movies. I'm probably going to go with Rife and... Oh, okay. Oh, that's a fair. That's right. fair. Our guests always pick your fucking director. <laughs> God damn it. That's a trend and I hate it. <laughs> I know I'm dazed and confused think... that David's 100% going to say Linklater. He's, he he's a real Linklater guy. should uh, analyze the data and notice that the trend yep. is yeah. in favor of and, the superior uh, director. You know, well, we have film friends. And film friends see yeah, they're all, choose they're all They're all snobs. And they uh, <laughs> pick pick the coolest director, and not the one that is, uh, you know, good. At, you know, yeah, I, the I, best. I don't think. Yeah, all your friends are snobs, Brent. And I just oh, wanted. God damn it! It's, so, it's me. Fuck, he's back. Um, 
So it's your buddy. Don't this just guy, who uh, I can am? I introduce you to someone? This guy that just Who's, crawled out of the attic. Yeah. Yes. Exactly. Um, I guess. I mean. I guess he just lives at your house now, your apartment. Uh, but this is. You I mean, I... Uh, reluctant uh, reoccurring guest. I guess this season. Uh, this is Dennis. Hey, everybody. What's up? I just wanted to say that I just saw this. I saw. I watched movies too, and I saw this movie called Damn. The Brent Movie, and it was about this guy named Brent. And uh, he had his best buddy Dennis with him, and they just watched movies together. Dennis, that's not a movie. Yeah, it's that's called not the Brent a movie. movie. No, I think I saw that. Yeah, yeah. It's directed by Brent Carroll, and he's really good. And they watch movies together, and they hold hands. Dennis, god damn it, I can't, I can't. Adam, can you shove? I, can you I shove him? I don't, down? I don't, okay, I don't. Dennis, Brent, you need in the corner. Go back to the attic. We can't. But can't I don't keep want having, to. God damn it! He keeps, I just want to watch movies. He's not with even. You. He's not even holding a mic now. Brent, you need to get your. your you need to get your friend under control. <sighs> I'm like, sorry this about this guy. Way out I, of hand. I mean, he's I'm, he's gonna ruin this season. I'm so sorry. I'm lost, guys. I don't did, know whose friend he is. Did, did, yeah. <laughs> you guys keep referring to him as you, your friend. Who's this Zach guy? <laughs> why why is he here? Shut the fuck up. Stay out of this. He's uh, he's our he's our actual friend, Dennis. Not like you. Oh no! You pile why? of fucking trash. I just love the Brett movie. You it's a good movie. Yeah, he um, I don't. He popped up in I don't know what episode, the second or third episode of the season, hmm. and mm. he uh, it's a weird he, looking. Yeah, no, he's really short, right? Yeah. But he has like the dimensions of like a normal human man. I'll never it's look like he's like someone Brent, that's standing most, far away, but he's close. What? Yeah. Yeah, it's like it's an weird. optical illusion yeah. looking at him. It's like you, when you're you, right next you reach to him, out, he's like six feet tall. You reach and then, out and you think you're not going to touch him, but you do. Yeah, but he's definitely real and he's definitely in the room. And he's definitely a fucking menace. <laughs> fucking Dennis. So, I mean, Dennis, just go Good back movie. to the attic. And Why? You're, you're, you're already fucking ruining the podcast. Are you going to meet me up there? I just want to point out how weird it is that your apartment has an attic. Yeah, well, especially when there's a, a, a third Look, story. Yeah, I there's was an apartment above like, us. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't read the fine print on my apartment. Maybe it's in there it's somewhere. Like your yeah, attic I, is just their closet? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it could, yeah, I don't know. But come on, Brent. I'm, I just want to hang I, out This is the you. last time I want to hear your voice tonight. And I don't want to... Listen, Dennis. We can be friends. I'll give you this. Really? I will say you're my friend. If okay. you don't speak again for the rest of the episode, okay. starting now. Bye, bye, Dennis. All right, guys. So this week we um, we watched "Only God Forgives." The nope, nope. Dennis, Dennis, no. So we watched "Only God Forgives" the two 2000- thousand. Uh, 2013 film. 2013, uh, 2013 Rifen, yeah. Directed and written film uh, with our good buddy Gosling. Mm-hmm. Our and, uh, very sexy man. Yeah, our very sexy <laughs> yeah. man. Pal. Adam mentioned that quite a few times. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, I can't movie. blame him. I, I said the same thing was... uh, with Drive. Yeah. That yeah. one scene where he's walking next to his little girlfriend character. Oh, oh yeah. that was a and great moment. Adam, yeah. Adam when, said a sentence where we thought the yeah. first half was leading somewhere else. Yeah, he said, oh, God. Oh, what, 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 what was it? I, I don't even forgot. know how you said it. Yeah, like, how did you start it without saying he? 
Yeah. Yeah, because I think I said he. I don't think you did. No, really? I think you were like, you're like, look so how sexy. fucking no. Oh, yeah. Look, look how, look sexy, how sexy, sexy he is. He looks, yeah, something like that. And I was like, yeah. I was like thinking, like, when he said, look how sexy is, like, his, like, girlfriend's next to him, and she's wearing, like, a nice, like, black lacy dress. I was like, mm. yeah, dude, he is. And I was like, well, oh. yeah. Still, still <laughs> yeah, not though, wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. Yeah. I mean, you know. <laughs> he so I agree. Uh, open invite to Ryan Gosling. Mm hmm. Okay, so you want to come on this crazy come on podcast? Down. We'll talk Blade Runner twenty forty nine. So, uh, like we always do, let's give a quick uh, plot summary provided by our friends over at IMDb.com. Yeah. This one today is written by uh, Anonymous, another Anonymous. Four Chan really the taking over group? the IMDb. Yeah, I don't know how forums. many anonym- Anonymous. Uh, Anonymi. Anonymi, I think is what go. it is. Yeah. So. Julian, a drug smuggling, drug smuggler thriving in Bangkok's criminal underworld, sees his life get even more complicated when his mother compels him to find and kill whoever is responsible for his brother's recent death. So really, you know, short. Yeah, simple. short and sweet. Exactly, exactly how this film is. Well, that's that's how you really have to describe <laughs> Rife in movies because not a lot happens. I mean, they're really you know pretty basic. And in terms of the plots, um, but I mean, this one's like pretty straightforward, um, unless you like tie in some of the thematic stuff going on, which I think that we'll get into with the hands and the deities and the dicks and the. And not <laughs> even kidding on that part. Yeah, I'm not even Unlimited not sharp jokes. objects. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, shit. general thoughts. Like, what did you guys think about uh, Only God Forgives? Well, take it to our guest zach this week let's yeah. take it to the streets um this is my second time watching it first time i watched it i it was like right after drive and it's you go in with like a certain expectation right it's like oh drive was awesome yeah this is gonna be awesome and it's like it's so different from drive yeah but like similar but yeah. it's the, the i i guess it didn't pay off the way you expect it to if you had just watched drive mm. the whole i guess build up of ryan gosling's character what was it J- uh, Julian. Julian. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh so yeah, the first time I saw it I was like, what the fuck is this? Like it's I just watched Drive. Just want to watch Ryan Gosling kick people's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Not yeah. happening. Different uh, movie. Yeah. Different yeah. movie. But uh after that, somewhat recently I watched a uh like analysis video describing all the mm-hmm. fucking ridiculous themes of this movie. Yeah. Making it make sense. And then second viewing it's much better i definitely enjoyed it yeah i mean this movie is really enjoyable um it's uh it's yeah i mean i have a similar kind of like origin as far i'll I'll save it for i guess historical context because this season it's kind of hard to do because all the movies we're watching are more recent so we're kind of like giving more personal examples i guess but um this time watching it in the the previously most recent time um, really enjoyed it. It really is a different beast than like drive. Cause I think that was the first movie I'd seen, um, by him as well. And yeah, I mean, it definitely is similar in a lot of ways. Um, it's a real like quiet movie, but just like beautiful visually, um, has like the, the great Rifen staples of like the really high brow and the really low brow kind of like intermixed with each other. Um, so yeah, really enjoyed it. What about you, Adam? I mean, you picked it, so. Well, yeah. Um, I mean, the reasoning that I picked this uh, particular film is, um, 
I mean, since we're on this season of of controversial uh, uh, mm-hmm. directors, um, arguably uh, this film is is most controversial. I'd say, like you yeah. either love it or hate it type thing. Yeah, and it's polarizing. Yeah, it's very polarizing. Really divisive. Yeah, and that's why I kind of love this movie because of how like how drastic people take it. How how yeah. like if you hear someone who didn't like it, they fucking hate this movie. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. But if you hear someone who liked it, they they pretty much love this movie. And I'm on yeah. I'm on the love side because this is kind of like this. Um, it's definitely just the the tone of it is so right up my alley, like, mm-hmm. and the genre is right up my alley. Like, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going to say that this film is for everybody because it certainly is not. It's um super super art housey, uh, definitely ripens uh ripens vision, mm-hmm. like you can't say that any studio had any, like, <laughs> any yeah. sort of influence on this because i'm interference because yeah. uh i mean you can watch probably five minutes into it and say oh yeah studio would say ah oh, nah you know you can't <laughs> what do you, you do you can't yeah. do that you silly that's goose. probably why he has to go to like five independent studios to and film it to in fund thailand it. exactly <laughs> probably yeah. get a good tax tax uh I'm, refund there or yeah something. right tax break i don't think so like yeah speaking of how divisive it is like 41 percent Rotten Tomatoes. Oh, wow. Uh, man, old Roger Ebert. I wonder if this is pre-death? No, this has got to be after. This is like the people running the site now. Mm-hmm. Give it a solid mm. 0.5 out of 4. Holy shit. Yeah, dude, real harsh. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, but I thought that was just... Let me let me actually... You know, we don't do this often, but I, I'm really actually really fascinated to see what the Rotten Tomatoes uh, cent- consensus says on this one. If oh. it'll load. <laughs> I, I just... I, I little, really just want to... I know. I know. Director Rifen remains as visually stylish as ever, but only God forgives fails to add enough narrative smarts or relatable characters to ground its beautifully filmed depravity. Hmm. Well, that's that's pretty accurate. That's the interesting thing is that um, when I was watching an interview of uh, Ryan Gosling talking about his character in this, he was saying how like it was it was so funny because like Gosling like took like a pause like kind of like thinking about like what to say about yeah. his character. He says it's it's kind of like an avatar like on a on a video game. It's mm-hmm. he's like this kind of vessel that you put yourself into and that's okay. what I was kind of going for in that sort of um thing like a like kind of I don't want to say vacuous cuz it's kind of negative, but uh being able to to place yourself into uh Julian mm-hmm. sort of thing. Yeah, I think I think it definitely kind of lines up with that. Um, I will I will say that um, speaking of uh, these ratings, um, right? Uh, Ruffin said that uh, I, I really love this quote that he said about it in response to the controversial comments that you've been getting about this film. He said, "I'm paraphrasing, but it's either like." you love and hate this film for the same reasons. Like <laughs> that's what was so cool. I yeah. love that quote. Cause it's like, I love it because of the same reasons that other people hate it. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like you 
and actually with a lot of his movies, I feel just the types of movies he makes, like you really have to be on their wavelength. Like exactly. you really Get have to, like it space. has to click like this. Yeah. This movie is like 100% like an Adam movie. Like if, if I knew you hadn't seen this and like I had seen it, if that circumstance had ever like arisen, I'd be like, Oh fuck. Adam would fucking love this goddamn movie. It's like up his alley. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's kind of like all of the movies that he makes. Um, and actually kind of like this season, I feel like too. Um, I mean, Linklater is more marketable, you know, obviously, mm-hmm. but, um, I mean, boyhood won the, did boyhood win the fucking best picture or did no, it got nominated. It I got think. nominated. I mean, so yeah, it's right there. You know, I mean, yeah. it's, He's more marketable link later, but like he, they, they both, a lot of their movies, like you have to be in a certain mood or you have to be a certain type of like, um, you have to know their, their filmography, you Mm -hmm. know, you had to follow that sort of pattern. Uh, because like, I remember when, cause like I saw drive and I loved it. I was like the same similar experience as you guys. And then went into only God forgives and expecting that sort of same, uh, film and um needless to say i was kind of uh disappointed it was in in the drive sense but it kind of got me fascinated on like like got me into rife and like wanting to like yeah. see his other films and whatever and if you just watch like bronson and valhalla R- rising uh you kind of see that only god forgives is still is in the same vein Mm-hmm. You know, it's yeah. not it's not some diversion. Even Drive is probably his his diversion, like his mainstream mm-hmm. um, take. Yeah. You know? Like dri- Drive is like the weed to only God forgives like heroin. It's like it's like <laughs> it's like the, the gateway drug to like getting into Rife. And I feel like it's like mm-hmm. the way that everybody gets into him. It's like and I, I would imagine uh, like. Like I'll talk about probably in historical context, like a lot of people see drive and then they see maybe this movie and they're like, oh, this isn't, mm, I don't know, this isn't for me. Like this isn't what I thought it was going to be. But then there are people like us that are like, oh, well, this is different than what I was expecting, but still really, really fucking cool. Well, that's and a, yeah. fans, you know, that's the thing is that I've, I kind of hate how, um, like I, I get the arguments against like postmodernism, like criticism, and uh, real quick, like postmodernism uh, criticism is just like it's not about what the author intended; it's more about what the critic takes away, and that's the criticism. Like it doesn't matter what the author, the artist did. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like what I get from it. And I get I get how that's kind of that is uh, kind of lazy in the artist part, but also there is the benefit of how um, you're allowed to uh, you're you're curious and you you're not closed minded. You know what I mean? Like you're you want to go more into this this uh well in this case this film like. With this film, like I was curious, like I wanted to know, like, well, what does this all mean? Like, I'm confused. Like, what, what is, yeah, what is this about? So instead of like saying this movie sucks because I don't understand it, I'm like, um, no, I want to delve deeper. I want to do research. I want to figure <clears throat> it out. Mm-hmm. So 
I think that's one of the benefits of postmodernism because it doesn't necessarily matter that the artist themselves didn't intend for you to do that. The cool thing is that you it made you think and wanted to learn more. Like one example would be like how in this film you had the karaoke scenes, mm-hmm. and I didn't know that in Thailand um, having the karaoke scene like the karaoke scene there is super. Um, it's like a religious ritual. Mm-hmm. Like it's taken very seriously yeah. there. And that gives the context of movie even more. Um, it, it makes those scenes in the movie uh, enhanced, you know, yeah. once you know the context of them. Yeah. You know? I mean, until you said that, I think it was during the first one. I'm glad like you said that then and didn't like wait until now mm-hmm. because it really enhanced because when I, I wouldn't even mention the first time I saw this cause I didn't finish it and we'll talk about that later. But uh, the last time I saw this, I, I didn't get, I, I didn't think there was an intent behind those scenes. I didn't think that there was like really a reason that was happening. I was just like, e- even a lot of scenes in the movie, I didn't understand the intention, like why this scene specifically here was happening, the karaoke one um, specifically. But once you said that, it really lined up with kind of the fact that it is like a religious experience and the fact that it always happens after um what is, god i, mean, uh, I don't Chang, know Chang yeah. is his name Chang yeah. is his name detective Chang. Yeah. um after he you know <laughs> cuts somebody's arm off or he takes somebody out or you know what i mean it, it always happens immediately after that yeah and after Chang, the the literal god in this film mm-hmm. amputates people yeah. yeah yeah exactly um i mean speak that's like really good segue to little trivia corner mm-hmm. uh because um, so Rifen directed that, I'm not even going to attempt to say his name, the actor who played Chang, uh, <laughs> yeah. he directed him by whispering into his ear, you are God before every take. <laughs> and so that's, that's why he has kind of like, and, and you again, we're it. talking, yeah, again, we're talking about context here. Like when you watch the movie, like when I f- saw it the last time I, I, I thought I was like, this guy doesn't, this guy's not a good actor, right? Like this guy, mm. I don't know. Something about it seems wooden and kind of, but after I hear that, I'm like, Oh, okay. He was totally playing this, like just this force. Who's just casually walking around until the chasing. Um, but it kind of like played into that character of like, Oh, you're God now. And then, and then I thought about the title of course too, then, and I was like, okay, well this is all coming together now. This movie, you know, actually makes sense watching it this time. Mm -hmm. So pretty interesting. Um, Let's see. Yeah, you are God. Um, So we saw the end dedication to Jodorowsky, right? Yeah, I didn't even. This is the second film that Rifen dedicated the movie to Jodorowsky. So Rifen, the first one was Drive. So oh, really? Rifen has like a real hard on for Alejandro Jodorowsky. And I would say maybe that's. I mean, I'm not. I'm not like a big, I haven't seen too many Jodorowsky films, just El Topo, um, which I don't understand. <laughs> I did not understand El Topo. I didn't understand Holy Mountain. That movie just tripped me the hell out. But I will say it's that um, Rifen did say uh, that this kind of this film is based in emotions, like kind of an expression of emotion, and um, that's that kind of stream of consciousness sort of thing. Uh, and maybe that's uh, related to how Jordowski, um 
does his films because like from what I recall that Jodorowsky is just very rich in symbolism and uh, this kind of uh, stream of consciousness sort of thing, you know, Mm -hmm. I'm not any Jodorowsky expert, um, but I could see how they could that how this movie could totally relate to Jodorowsky. No, that's interesting. Yeah, because I remember reading about that. Maybe it was in uh, the Dune movie, the Jodorowsky's Dune, that he talked about that, how all of his movies are basically stream of consciousness. And that's a fucking fascinating way to write a movie that you then have to con- like convert to the visual medium. But then again, I assume that he's thinking about that when he's writing it. Um, See, that's what makes it art, I think, is just kind of mm-hmm. that whole idea is that you don't really necessarily have a, you don't have to have a narrative structure in one sense it's just kind of that stream which is kind of really yeah. a link later i'd say yeah i can see that in that uh, overlap there man with with slacker yeah. yeah this uh so this movie was filmed um chronologically and uh, apparently they said that most scenes uh were edited the day they were filmed oh which i just thought was like fucking interesting that like the shoot i can't find how long the shoot was but it must have been pretty fucking short i would imagine um probably a few months and oh yeah so crystal that's julian's mom's name i never caught that in the movie that's her name i guess so (laughs) um so she's modeled after uh lady Macbeth, which i can see from the little i remember of Macbeth in high school (laughs) yeah um just the really weird fucking mom issues well let's let's get in let's get into that for a bit since you brought it up Mm -hmm. um yeah, like uh, J- Julian, uh, you could see it throughout this whole movie that he was pretty much a child. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like with all his, I think, I think at first glance, uh, Ryan Gosling looks like a very bad actor in this film, but mm-hmm. knowing the context of of what the situation he's in with his mother. Uh, actually enhanced my observation of his acting because like you mm-hmm. could see that he's this total um, submissive kind of puppy dog yeah. toward his towards his mother. Yeah, I picked that up this time too. Just like the innocence and how naive he is. Um, I definitely picked up on that this time. Like their dinner when he... I mean, there are so many fucking scenes. Like all the... Uh, like the weird sex scenes that he kind of has with his girlfriend. Um, that definitely plays into it. But yeah, like I like that dinner scene when he takes her to dinner to like meet his mom. And he asks her like all innocently, like, I want you to meet my mom and uh, takes her there. And then Jesus Christ, that dinner scene oh, is boy. like the most fucking like brutal conversation that like I've he seen just destroys him. Yeah. Well, you know. she destroys her, like his girlfriend yeah. too. Well, I guess uh, yeah. calls her uh, a cum, cum dumpster. dumpster. Yeah, that's which there's some good. trivia about that. Uh, I can't find it, but well, yeah. Speaking of, speaking of that, it's like uh, it's this whole um, Oedipus complex thing where you you know how Oedipus um, he was in love with his with his mother. And uh, killed his killed his father. So oh, um, I didn't catch that connection. Yeah, I don't know much about this, but there wasn't an oracle that predicted it. That's right. It doesn't count. 
like uh, it says that you would fall in love with like yeah. your mother. And he went out of his way to try to avoid that. Avoid but... it, yeah. But instead, he just went right back. And the whole um, philosophy thing behind that is kind of that um, we we try to find our identity, and in a Freudian in a Freudian way, we we go all the way back, and that's to you know that's to your mother. So, like, uh, he went all the way, like, like he just used his mother as that sort of, uh, trying to find his identity within his mother, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, relying his identity on his mother. And that's definitely why he is so... Because, yeah, thinking about it now, that dinner scene, I mean, that's 100% why he doesn't, like, freak out at her, like, when she's talking all that shit to, like, his girlfriend, why, why she basically leaves him uh because she's like why didn't you say anything basically and takes off that dress that he gave her so like with that it's um when we talked about like dicks in the beginning we weren't kidding there's definitely um uh hands again uh, I'll I'll just reference um Rifens Rifens <laughs> Rifens good. uh good work that a signature <laughs> move that um hands are uh, very prominent in this film, same with Drive, um, and that they are a metaphor for penis. So I want to I want to pose this question to you: Are I'm going to phrase it in a wacky way because there's really no other way to do it? Sure. Are Rifen's hands always dicks? <laughs> yep. Well, well, you know, I'll let I'll let that I'll in real life. Because now I'm gonna really think about I'm a, it. I'm gonna let that simmer in your brain. You're gonna think, think about dicks. Yeah, I mean, it's not like you ever don't. <laughs> well, it's I'm like thinking about it's like when dicks. you know the act of like punching is like this sort of penetrative act. You know what I mean? Like, well, it all comes back to power, right? Yeah, and, you know. But like with with hands specifically, it's like you're you're trying to penetrate something as you're, as you're punching, you know what I mean? And it it went back to the whole like, um, Oedipus complex where there's one scene where he, uh, penetrates his, his, his mother's dead body with his hand and grabbing your uterus. So he's going back to the origin of him, you know, again, um, and I know I'm kind of jumping the gun here, but at the end, spoiler, um, I don't know why you would listen to this if you, if you didn't yeah, yeah. fucking watch this film, but uh, he gets his uh, his hands um, amputated by God, the uh, the God in this film, by Chang. And that's, that's like him um, asking forgiveness from God and letting him forget about him killing his... His uh, father with his bare hands, mm-hmm. and also wanting to be castrated, you know, get, getting your dick cut off, pretty much, and to forget about his mother, you know what I mean? Yeah. So and it's it, like a happy ending for him, in a sense. Well, yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he. So, do you think he dies at the end? I think because no, I read, not. I read that he dies. He doesn't die. Mm-hmm. They actually had a. There was a cut scene from. Uh, the film that oh, it they showed show Julian up. again, yeah, and it shows um both arms, yeah, both arms. Well, yeah, yeah he gets he gets both arms cut Eesh. off, and his, me, his girlfriend <laughs> um or that girl feeds feeds him, 
Yeah, that's what I was. Oh, okay. That's the, uh, well, the, the scene. way. Yeah, that the way that great if that was in the there. way that did I they, read that scene, I'll ex- I'll explain kind of how I did because they don't use. Okay, so I'll start it this way. Ryan Gosling's the main character, right? Yeah. They don't use the lighting that they use in that final scene that I read was like dreamlike. It was like heaven, like mm. we even said when we were watching. Uh, for any other shot in the movie, they use it there. It's like where the fuck even are they? Because that's not where. Um, Chang, right? Chang, God, whatever. Chang, yeah. Um, approaches Gosling. He approaches him in one of the rooms in their little fight den. They're like hell-like kind of uh, corridors or whatever. One of their rooms with the dancers, and it doesn't show what happens. And then right after that, he's doing karaoke, and that's how the movie ends. So the way that I read it was that he's dead. Like he kills him because, I mean, it's it's justified. It makes sense why Chang would want to kill. Ryan Gosling's I, I character. Lighting and, well, no, go ahead. Uh, well, I don't know. We're, I don't know what you were going to say about the lighting, but I think it's uh, it's kind of like all the other preceding like deaths and hands getting cut off were punishments. Like he mm-hmm. suck out the punishment, mm-hmm. suck, seeked. He sucked yeah. the yeah. punishment out. <laughs> um, like he went to them and did it. Well, this was like him asking for forgiveness, kind of like more of a positive light. Exactly. It. It's this kind of like surrender thing, surrendering yeah. of um of his uh penetration devices. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Um that scene, the cut scene, the cutout scene, is that did they shoot it? Did they film that? I don't know. I just I, know that it was in the script. It's weird because like I was picturing that. I was like, What happens after he gets his hands cut off? Like is his they're like is his girlfriend just gonna feed him? Like does she stay with him? And I was like picturing that scene. Oh, that's I, was, funny. I don't think I've. I guess I haven't seen that. But it's weird <laughs> that like I was thinking that was happening after that. Which it, I mean, they they probably should have put that scene. In. It would have made a lot more sense. I don't know, but the thing is, I feel like well, it's and, just and like if, if if Rifen had said like, "Oh, he lives at the end." Great, that's fine. But the way that I read it is, they at least left it ambiguous because the thing is. Chang or God or whatever, he kills fucking plenty of people in this movie. He doesn't just cut people's arms off. Like, he does that, yeah. Yeah. But the way that I read it was, like, it definitely, I felt like, at least left the interpretation open to, like, maybe he did kill Gosling, or he just cut his arm or arms off. Well, it wouldn't make, I don't know, it wouldn't make any sense for him to kill Gosling, like, narratively-wise, because it's like, he's just... um, He's surrendering, surrendering himself to God because God, uh, Ruffin said that this is a film that's about um, a man who believes he's God versus like actual God. Hmm. So it's like he's like, I am done with my pridefulness yeah. and I surrender myself to the actual true God. Yeah, you know? I think it's also like uh, his mother is really controlling his actions up to that point, like he even lit the cigarettes for her and everything. Mm-hmm. So it's once she was out of the picture, he didn't have the yeah. same like, oh, fuel yeah. to That's go really do the same shit. Yeah. Oh yeah. Remember how point. he said that she's also the she might be the the devil. Yeah. She's yeah. like yeah yeah the counterpart. Like that one scene where they like it's a hard cut mm-hmm. from their faces. Yeah, it's like it's like they're facing off. Like they're like the two ultimate, like the good and evil. That's, I think I it's when she she puts the hit out on him, on Chang, right? Yeah, she puts. He's, he's sitting in the restaurant, staring out, and then it cuts to her like staring out a window. Hmm. Yeah, and then just just the setting for most of the scenes with Gosling and his mom are like these very red, hellish. Yeah, like the very first scene where mm-hmm. you, where she first shows up. Yeah, for sure. 
has a very yeah hellish vibe. Oh, you to mean it. the the concierge scene? No, the first scene where she <laughs> she shows up like where he first I sees know, her. Yeah. yeah, I was being a that dick. one. She's a she's a total c word in that one. Really sets up that that develops a total some cool chick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But so I haven't I haven't read this bit of trivia could be very anticlimactic, but just the way that it started, I think it and you might already know this because you had read up on it. But so Nicholas Winding Rifen got the idea for the film while his wife was pregnant. Makes sense. With their second daughter, he felt very existentialistic. I didn't even know that was a word. It might not be. This is IMDb. Um, (laughs) And felt he had much anger and violence in him, but did not know how to let it out. Suddenly, he had the idea that the definite person to hold all the answers to existential questions and life's problems was God and imagined himself having a physical fight with God. That's fucking Holy cool. Holy shit, dude. That really paid off. Thanks to whoever the fuck put that <laughs> That's in there. so cool. That's like that. Yeah. Totally tracks with yeah. me now, like for the movie. It's like all there. Mm. Good that's, shit. That is super. That's super awesome. <laughs> shit. Was there any more? So I, I just this is a interesting bit of trivia here um it's the last piece i guess uh luke evans was originally cast in the lead role but dropped out due to scheduling conflicts with and here's a real bummer fellas scheduling conflicts with the hobbit and unexpected journey <laughs> ryan gosling replaced him so he wasn't the first the he thing is the first dude, one, yeah. if there's anybody else who could like i feel like nail this role it would have been luke evans i felt like that would have been fucking good really that guy's great I mean, I haven't really seen too much of him. So, um, he's really good in uh, High Rise. Chris movie. Evans' brother. Yeah, yeah. Chris. His, he's they English. Were he's uh. No, no. I was like, what the fuck? I don't. <laughs> I don't know anything about. No, Luke dude. Evans. Give he's Luke, Cap- Luke Evans. He's Captain he's England. Be, yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be amazing, dude. They need to work on that. Marvel, where are you at? But um, yeah, I thought that was interesting that he wasn't his first choice. Maybe because he had just done Drive and he wanted. Uh, he didn't want like that direct connection, but he was like, well, fuck Gosling's good. Gosling will bring it. Um, but I don't know. I think that's about. about trivia. Yeah. All right. Uh, well, I guess we'll, we'll do so. We did a little bit of signature moves, but we'll get a little bit more and a little bit more in depth, I guess here with, with sig moves by, uh, by Refn. I'd be like, like, uh, like we said, um, fucking the hands thing you know that's just boy likes hands the boy, the bo- it's he's, like quentin tarantino like quentin, yeah. of is hands. two feet as yeah. rifen is two hands 100 percent. it's like it oh boy there's a lot of hands in this so film. if hand so i'm gonna pose this are you doing the same question that you've already no posed? no it's similar <laughs> if hands are dicks what are feet well, um, anyways, other other signature moves. <laughs> how, is, how can you just skip right over um, that? I thought that was okay. Whatever. Well, <laughs> I thought that was a good half. Bit, oh wait. Half good oh, point. you're talking about? No, I'm sorry. You're yeah. talking about Quentin Tarantino. Yeah. Oh, I don't the know. The vaginas. No, that's I'm connecting no, the two directors. No, yeah. like in a <laughs> in a serious sense, I just feel like yeah. Tarantino just fucking just loves. I, putting think, feet I think so too. Yeah, the I don't man think loves actual metaphors. Fucking some feet. Well, no, maybe you're right. Yeah. Here's I don't know. Maybe they're here's right. the real question: If hands are dicks, and they masturbate, you're you're rubbing a, a dick gay? on on a dick. Yeah. Is that, is oh, that gay oh, some, some D on D. And you know what? That's that's a D, well, D on D. Hey, D. You want to roll a D20 you and know, play D on D? Gay role playing game. <laughs> D on D. That's good. Oh, um, that's really funny you mentioned that because 
I asked if Rifen was gay during the Bronson episode. Mm. And I just feel like that's a funny little through line that the that's... guy... The thing is, he appreciates a good male dick. bodies. Unlike other... A lot of other directors who aren't gay. There's the... uh, And I I appreciate that. David in the background in that one shot. Yeah. one scene. Well, well, it's kind of like that celebration of masculinity sort of thing. You know, like, you don't have to be... Every day of my life. You know, to, like, like masculinity. Yeah. Um, But what was interesting, speaking of that, what was interesting that I written down about this is kind of like this subversion of masculinity in this film, actually. Mm -hmm. Because we go, you know, like we talked about with Drive, like we got, we went into this film thinking, all right, we're going to see some badass, like fucking Gosling going to take down this mm-hmm. a whole bunch of N words. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, yellow um, yellow N words. Yellow N words. Yeah. And because um, <laughs> like we saw Drive, we were prepped for that. Mm-hmm. But in this film, like it geared you up for that. Like you're like, all right, this guy is a fucking, um, he, uh, he owns a, a Thai fighting. Um, what do you call it? Thai? Muay Thai. Muay Thai. Yeah. Yeah. Pad Thai. Um, pad Thai. <laughs> um, Jim. Yeah. And, uh, you know, he, he likes to fight and he's fucking cool and he looks great in his masculine clothing, you mm-hmm. know, like in his really clean suits. Yeah. And uh, you get to the part where he's about to fight uh, Chang, and he's like rolling up his sleeves, and he's got his jacket. There's obviously. so much mm-hmm. buildup, yeah. And then it's like, oh, and like he looks so cool. Like Gosling yeah. looks so badass. And even the line before he says it, he's like, "You want to fight?" You know, it's like it's a cool line. Yeah. And then he gets his fucking ass whooped. Yeah. yeah. Doesn't land a single punch. Well, Doesn't land a single punch. And that's really interesting with the context of why Rifen made the movie and the fact that he made it because he wanted to see that scene. And then, so, I mean, Gos- I mean Gosling is Rifen in this movie 100%, right? Yeah. Like, with the with the stuff with his mom, his, his mom is Rifen's wife. We can kind of extrapolate. And, yeah, and he just gets his ass kicked by God, essentially, Mm. And yeah, I mean, it's just—it's kind of like you want to fight against, um, you know, you you want to fight against uh, God, and you just you just end up failing <laughs> dramatically, yeah. yeah. You know, but <laughs> it's just kind of cool that uh, there it was that subversion of masculinity because, like, you would think because I think a lot of people would come out of this film. St- thinking the fetish the fetishization of masculinity which is true but also the clear subversion of it in this like it took a genre of this kind of neo-noir masculine genre and then subverted it by making like this existential <laughs> crisis film you know yeah i mean it definitely super it, cool it really makes me think about like uh i don't know like why Rifen felt that way and it's really interesting to like think about the movie in those terms like it's like I wonder why he felt that kind of like existential dread when his wife was I mean that's me every day dog (laughs) yeah but it's really interesting like I wonder if it's because and this is something I've talked to like Amy about the fact that like like mothers have a much closer connection to their children than fathers can ever have right and I wonder if like the fact that he had already had one kid 
and like seeing how that played out kind of tied into that. It's just fuck, man, this movie is way more interesting thinking about mm. that and like more than I ever thought it was. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, like also the element of how like she preferred the oldest one. Like she was a, oh, a yeah. oh, yeah, his, his that's brother. his wife. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, yeah, interesting. I just Pretty thought about cool. something weird with the hands, though. Uh-huh. Uh, that they're dicks? Yeah. That's <laughs> what I was thinking. Like, what if they're dicks? No, like, uh, I guess, like, the shots, like, he's staring at them a lot. Like, they're meaningful. But, like, the shots where he's, like, washing his hands, and then the one sink where the sink starts putting blood out, mm. it's like he can't, like, wash the blood, like, off his hands. I guess his hands are the tools he uses to do evil, essentially. Right. Yeah. And he can't clean them like he can't he keeps, wash them he keeps washing them with blood and so <laughs> yeah. it's yeah no like no matter well, how much not, he washes I'm not even them making a joke like that's like, what the movie was like well, trying to say it's because then, like he killed his father with yeah with his hands yeah so but then it's like uh the mother part where like his mother was kind of controlling him like manipulating him to do the evil things and then when he puts his hand in his mother it's like kind of i don't know maybe his thinking was like full circle kind of like use her blood to cleanse himself but it still doesn't work. So it's like only God forgives. He only has one more option. And it's just <laughs> to remove them. Yeah. yeah. It's which is, oh, his, that made me think about cut his two dicks off. One of the beginning <laughs> scenes where he's, um, where Gosling goes into the, uh, I guess, I don't know. I want to call it a whorehouse, I guess. Um, with that, with that woman. And, uh, he gets strapped, he gets his hand strapped mm. to the chair. So it's like, he's, um, trying to resist, resist using them you know and that's yeah. like the pleasure that he gets out of it you know <laughs> not being able to to use these sinful things you know she's using her hand yeah yeah and what was the <laughs> he had he had like a little vision during that what was it again i can't remember what actually it was happened. That's uh, it was the guy the, it was the guy gone. Yeah, yeah, yeah chang gone, cutting right? off his hand yeah. yeah. oh that's right hmm. so he felt he like felt dirty basically and he felt like he needed forgiveness or something that's yeah. that's like boiling it down to like a really basic right idea but um yeah i mean this movie just thinking about it, like just talking about it like is like massively underappreciated i feel like um and that's and why even before I watching mean, it tonight i wouldn't have said that like just yeah. like i because like you gave me a lot of context for the movie mm-hmm. and the thing is without knowing a lot of that context, right. I can definitely understand how the critic would be like, the fuck is this? I don't so, know what this is. Yeah. I mean, I totally, that's, that's the thing. It's like, I know we talked about this on previous podcasts. It's like knowing what the context for the, like the intention of the director, like it's totally cool. If you want to see a film that hands you everything, like, I mean, with, like, I don't want to be facetious, like Spielberg, like, you know exactly what's going on and what's intended. And that's good. Um, but there's nothing wrong with these films in the sense that, like, they provide you, like I like I said, like earlier on this podcast, like having to go more into it, like having yeah. to uh, wanting to ask your friends, like, OK, what did you think this was like having a discussion about yeah. about it? And I think that's one of the biggest benefits of these kind of like weird movies yeah you know like trying to even if you don't fully figure it out you had you had like an exercise and just analytical thought you know even if you'll never find out what really yeah i mean and even yeah and, and you definitely get insight um 
like more than more than like a Spielberg movie or like kind of a, a mainstream movie uh, that like they're the movies like this are so personal and they come from such and it's it's always like the movies Auteur, that are written yeah. and directed. Yeah. Auteurs like they come from a place that is so personal and like you have to read shit on the Internet or like hear interviews or um, things like that to like understand the movie. Mm. And I think that's that's fascinating. Mm-hmm. I think that's I mean, I, I love I love that we have both. But mm. um, movies like this, I think, definitely have more. Um, I don't know, insight into who the director is or, or right, writer. Right. Um, than than those bigger movies, you know. Mm. So, I mean, but uh as far as what what segment were we doing? Fucking Oh, we were doing signature, signature moves. moves, yeah. Um Maybe. I was gonna bring up Cliff Martinez. As oh, always, yeah. he's fucking god damn it, so good. Mm. Um every soundtrack he does for Rifen's just like, Jesus, man, I'm gonna be jamming that soundtrack in my car for a month and a half. Um the um the cinematography uh definitely neon lighting yeah, and colors a lot and uh the red lighting in particular um bronson had a lot of red lighting valhalla rising had like a whole scene of red red lighting mm-hmm. and this is always this is due to his um color blind blindness that we that I probably said like a thousand times on this podcast this movie's more like neon than fucking neon demon yeah. Yeah. Well, well other than a, a few yeah. select scenes that we'll yeah. talk about, I'm sure. But, um, <laughs> yeah, this movie, Jesus Christ, man, super colorful. I, and I said, like, when we were watching it, I was like, I wish more directors were fucking colorblind the way he is, right. because I feel like more movies can take a little more risk with their color palette and uh, lighting and things like that. But um, so those are definitely all rife and trace. Do you pick up on any, Zach? Any uh, well, signature moves? The cinematography and the color. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's. The sexy men, the, sexy men and women are definitely a thing in his movies. Ryan yeah. Gosling, Ryan Gosling, <laughs> Ryan Gosling. Uh, yeah, I haven't seen uh, Valhalla Rising. I, I, I've only seen. This. If we watch another one, which I don't think we will, but that that would be the the next one on mine. It's a it's a good film. So and he said, Rifen said, one eye is in this yeah, movie. Yeah, I was just gonna. And I, people have said that it's Chang, yeah, or Chang, God for sure. So is God. Mads Mikkelsen and well, I haven't seen um, it, so I can't say. Uh, One Eye is kind of like this sort of um, silent, uh, unstoppable force type thing. Not necessarily. Well, th- in this case, it it was God, mm-hmm. but with um, other films like Drive, Drive it was like he was a superhero pretty much, and Valhalla Rising, um, he was like this sort of. Uh, I don't know. I guess he was kind of. On lo- more along the lines of how the driver was, but in Valhalla Rising, he did not. He absolutely did not speak a word, though. Like really? the whole film. Damn. Mads Mikkelsen did not say anything. <laughs> but if I were to, but yes, yeah, you know, signature move. Uh, a lot of like, um, very silent, laconic. Uh, you know, uh, protagonist. Even even Ryan Gosling, who wasn't the one eye, uh, person. He was still um, more introverted, mm-hmm. introverted, uh, and that's you know, a, a like I love Rifen because of his introvertness. In well, his, and in I think films, I think that you know? lends itself to, or let me put it this way: like his visual style lends itself to silent protagonists, right? And really, just in general, more silent movies, uh, with the exception of Bronson. 
<laughs> just because Jesus fucking he's, yeah. he's chatty in that movie. Um, but I mean, a lot of that could do with the script too. But mm. his, just his like his visual storytelling, like he's he's really great at that. And so, like you, the can better just you really are like at that, breathe it in, sort of. Thing, yeah, like the better I mean? you are at that, which he's great at it. The less you have to show, or I'm sorry, the less you have to say, Same. the less the characters have to say to describe things and mm. and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. You got any more uh, to add to? I mean, his shots are all eye candy. You know, it's really, mm-hmm. really. If there's anything, it's a move for sure. If there's anything like you, you don't have to like this movie, but you can't deny that it's a beautifully shot film. You know. Yeah, yeah the number of times I've watched the trailer for this movie, because fuck, the I've, I don't know if you've seen it. It's probably on the Blu-ray. We should watch it after this. <laughs> like the the trailer yeah. is like a fucking masterpiece. It's great. Like, I love the movie. It's it's awesome. But fuck, man. I watched that trailer probably like 10 times on repeat when it first came out. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, what's what's up next? What are we well, getting into? Well, we get into our what would Richard Linklater do? Jesus oh, man. Christ almighty. How about Zach? <laughs> like, just put it on Zach. Zach. I fucking have no idea. <laughs> Workshop it live, like, like Zach. I said, Workshop I've it seen live. Maybe two Linklater movies. So <laughs> instead of instead of uh, Thailand, it would have been, been Austin, no, Texas. No, no, yep. no. I was be, thinking about that. We're not doing that. It'd be We're an not... ecstasy in Austin. <sighs> oh, um, my God. Be rotoscoped. No rotoscope. Matthew I'm, McConaughey I'm would be off. in it. He's a, he's a more versatile filmmaker than... These fucking like easy little uh, shortcuts. So it would it would, it would take place in Thailand, but filmed in Austin, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. That's good. That's solid. <laughs> A lot of neon lights up. Um, I don't know, man. Like if we're going by what's in the script. Ooh. Okay. Now that I'm thinking about it, because okay, so there's some interesting philosophical shit in this movie. Like we can't deny that for sure. Um, kind of the premise of it is really like existential. Uh, Linklater is like a very philosophical director. A lot of the times, like in, um, mostly his earlier movies, but I could definitely see something there. Uh, there'd be more talking obviously. Cause he <laughs> always has to have fucking chatty Cathy's in his movies. Um, <laughs> less violence. That's for sure. Less violence. You know what? Yeah. That's yeah, definitely really, a really dial dialed down the violence. That's something that we kind of figured out, right? The fact that like he, I can't think of any violence in any of his movies. Is there someone scanner darkly? I think it's, it's like implicit if there is, right? Oh shit, I forgot about oh, man, that. I don't remember. Because like I would say if we don't remember, it's not You know yet. what? Bernie, uh I didn't oh, ever yeah. finish that one, but it's all about a murder. Um so was I it guess explicitly that's shown though? That's a good point. I'm and not sure. It wasn't that's a huge difference, yeah. I don't think it I mean, is. I, no, 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 we, it's not. Because yeah, I got to that part that of the movie, and it's not. I so would, he's very, which go, which falls in line with like who he seems to be as a person, which is like kind of a hippie type guy. Um, but man, I mean, I, I wouldn't, know. I wouldn't put it past. Um, I think this is how it would probably go, in the sense that he would not. Linklater wouldn't be opposed to tackling the Oedipus complex. Mm. Like he'd probably have those sort of issues with like, you know, I don't know, with a, with a mom, you know, having that sort of yeah. conflict between the two, maybe not to the extreme that, um, 
Ruffin does in this one, but I think the same kind of sort of dynamic would be prevalent. Oh, you know what? I think I got it. Okay. I think I got it. Um, so there wouldn't be the Muay Thai. There wouldn't be people fighting. Uh, there would be the fact that they're like drug smugglers because Rifen loves, or oh, okay. no, 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 Linklater loves his drug shit. I think there, I think that would kind of tie in. There would be some, maybe some psychedelic shit. I don't know. Um, but there would still be the cop. There would still be Chang. He would still be God basically. And then I think they would have more conversations that maybe put it a little bit more, It'd make it more obvious. You wouldn't have to like look online or like watch or read interviews to understand what happened. Um, But it would be still the same kind of like philosophical conversations. And I don't know if I can go any deeper than that. That's just kind of what I was thinking. The movie, his version of the movie would be. Yeah. You know what I mean? No, that's good. Like, like he's, he's into crime, uh, Gosling, but he definitely wouldn't be a silent. Like he wouldn't only have 17 lines, which apparently he had in the movie. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. That's it's kind of what I got for it. Instead of killing people, he would just arrest them. Yeah, he'd arrest people. He'd, he'd, he'd arrest no, them. No, he'd just less violent. His, he would his just brother would have gone to jail. Yeah. Gosling's brother, you know. And, and he would have yeah. to get him out of jail or something. The dad his character wouldn't have been him. a character. It's not a Spielberg movie, Adam. No, I'm saying his mom <laughs> wants him to get him out, get him, get him out of jail. Or oh, something. like bust him out. Okay, yeah, bust yeah. him out. You I know? can see that. Yeah, that'll yeah. be a little bit more fun, I guess. And then they're they're like crooked <laughs> cops in the movie, you know, like they kind of hint at in this, like you want to exactly. pick up the cops. So, but Chang would kind of be that lawful good type guy where he would, uh, you know, you know, I'll let you go. You mm-hmm. just we'll just have a nice talk about like you know life in general and just see you know I what i mean i don't think he would shy away from like the the like the fact that he's god and like yeah, the mom yeah. is maybe but that's what i mean is that the they devil. would have a nice conversation about it'd like, be just a lot of talking in general. yeah it'd you be know talking I mean? and like really kind of deeper conversations um, yeah, like just interview god and stuff and <laughs> exactly yeah, yeah yeah so that's that's Linklater's version i guess yeah, I mean that's not. <laughs> I, I think that's not one of our strong strongest ones. But uh, I, I mean, know. it's fine. We were working with with uh, it's with, difficult, man. With a hard one it's here, difficult. But yeah, uh, I guess we'll move right into uh, historical context here. So it was 2013 that this was made. Yeah, and yeah. Um, the only thing I could really, since it was so recent, only thing I could really uh, pick out. And it's not even really historical context in what we traditionally do here, but that this is kind of like a neo, um, neo fairy tale movie. Okay. Like it, um, Rifen even says himself, like this is like a, it's, it's a fairy tale. Like this movie, kind of like Drive was. Yeah, like mm-hmm. it's a, it's a fantasy. It's not supposed to be realistic in any sense. I mean, you see how it's shot, and it's definitely in sort of this, um fantasy underworld thing and uh so why i say neo fairy tale because i can tell you like this is definitely not a traditional fairy t- fairy tale you know it <laughs> yeah. takes place in today's times and uh what was cool is that when i was watching um some uh interviews uh he describes it as a fairy tale because it's kind of like in thailand they're definition of fairy tale is that well their definition of underworld is that it's just like part of everyday life like they're engrossed in they want they wake up and watch the series when they get up in the morning 
Kate Beckinsale, where are you at? Open invite. (laughs) Hope you're doing well, Kate. I'm so sorry to like kill you like midstream (laughs) of like reading your novel that you wrote in your book there. I'm sorry. Um, But yeah, (laughs) like how um, like how Julian is a Westerner and he is exiled to Thailand because of his crimes and um, in America, well, murdering his father in America. And it's like, I know there's that sort of whitewashing argument, but it's like, it's purpose purposeful. Like he's supposed to be like this kind of fish out of water, not supposed to be mm-hmm. in Thailand. Yeah. And that gives it kind of this sort of fairy tale kind of feel to a supernatural feel to it because of his uh, displacement, you know, in yeah. this Eastern landscape. Um, but yeah, Neo fairy tale, that should be a new genre. We should go no, I was just going to say, that. I really, I really <laughs> like that. Cause like drive is definitely in that vein too, more grounded, mm-hmm. um, than this movie, but definitely still what, what other movies would fall under that? Do you think? What, I'm like trying to think the show. <laughs> no, 100% Buffy. not. No, I don't no. know. I just Neo, Neo fairy, fairy tale. tale. I, there's yeah, gotta Neo be fairy tale. Mm. Fuck. Like a really stylish baby driver. This guy, yeah, actually, that's not yeah, bad. That's not a bad one. That's not bad, yeah. Because uh, he's kind of, yeah, yeah. I, I'd say I can see that. Yeah, it's pretty good. We're um, not expanding on why we think it is. Kevin Spacey's <laughs> the the Wicked Witch character in that. Are you sure he's not the fairy god mother? No, that's the old guy in the wheelchair. Oh yeah. Hey, there you go. That's a good one. Um, fuck. What else? I don't know. Can't think of anything. Uh, I mean. I mean, go ahead. No. Well, I was just going to get into the historical context. No, go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I've alluded to it a couple times, but the first time I saw this movie, it was, I didn't, no, I didn't see it in theaters. Like when it first came out, I downloaded it or something and I, I got maybe 30 minutes in and I was like, this is fucking terrible. I hate this. (laughs) And I was like, it's so interesting because I've, like I can't think of any other examples off the top of my head. I'm sure there might be a few, but of like that, I've changed my opinion so much on a movie mm. because knowing things like the context, like we talked about mm-hmm. and yeah, man, like the first time I saw it, it just like, I wasn't on the wavelength. I guess I, I didn't right. because I, I think this is the second Rifen movie. I at least attempted to watch. I like went back. I saw Bronson that movie. I was like totally with it. Um, were there any other ones? No, I guess I guess then I t- tried watching this movie again maybe a year or so ago, mm-hmm. and then it clicked with me. I didn't get all the shit that we talked about on this episode, um, all the depth behind it, but I enjoyed it a lot more. I was like, okay, all right, I understand why this is good. Um, but yeah, man, my historical context was I fucking hated this movie the first time I saw it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Because Drive really kind of sets you up for... Exactly. It's really the gateway. It, it really... Like, you're going to go one of two ways getting into Rifen's movies after Drive. That's, that's why... The thing is, like, that's why I loved about Rifen in this sort of film is that he was so... I feel like he was super aware of how people took Drive. And he was like, all right, I'm going to totally subvert y'all's, y'all's asses. Like, I'm going to do what the fuck I want to do. Yeah. Because, like, after Drive, Rifen could have just said, you know, I can... I can pretty much take on any project i want because of how popular drive was like it, he was like in talks to do what 
Wonder, Wonder Woman, Woman and mm-hmm. something else. Oh, yeah, something something, something else, else big. like big. But he's just like, nah, I'm gonna do my own shit. And I have, I mean, I have a lot of a lot of respect for for that. No, I yeah. can. Yeah, I mean, he's he's like one of the premier like auteur directors right now, 100%. Like he doesn't sacrifice his vision like for anybody. And then <laughs> yeah. and then what's kind of cool, I wanted to bring this up too, is that like you have it's like it's like the the good side of things like Amazon and Netflix and and kind of services like that like swooping in um is that is that they can fully fund somebody's weird crazy vision like uh like like Okja like you mm. you watched it right Zach? Yeah. like that that movie could not have been made anywhere else like that movie is basically a Miyazaki movie but rated R and pretty fucked up <laughs> and has Jake Gyllenhaal playing basically the Riddler in it. And it's like, it's fucking, it's such a weird, it's, I think it's, it's really cool because of course you can like go on the flip side of that and say that it, it kind of sucks because like they're kind of these streaming services that like, like a lot of people just watch movies on their phone and that sucks. And I wish they were more in theaters, but it's also really cool because people like Rifen and people like Bong Joon-ho like can have their visions out there just un untainted i guess what's uh i forgot his name the um district nine his, Bloom Camp? his uh, series yeah, is coming out I don't, is yeah, that, is well, that that's, netflix that's or like amazon or so he fully i was reading about that a little bit today like he fully funded that whole like endeavor but oh, really? i mean that's that's cool too yeah it just I, seems I don't know super does he have there. like producers or i don't know but maybe i mean maybe if he keeps doing that then netflix or i mean i could see that happening like amazon being sure. like hey we'll give you a little bit of money to make a weird sci-fi thing yeah hope i mean make it better than chappy though cuz we don't want that garbage <laughs> on our fucking it's, streaming platform it's oh, like man. uh what do you call it <laughs> don't louis ck started did on chappy uh, horse and pete who louis ck his, oh his well, show, horse no and pete. that he fully funded yeah. himself yeah that's what i'm saying like he fully paid for it yeah but oh, i, I thought know that's what you, what you said i thought you said he fully funded it himself well, you Neil just Blomkamp. found the funding. But. Yeah, but I was originally talking about oh. Amazon and Netflix. Yeah. I mean, similar things, though. Yeah. Like, either whether like you're funding it yourself, you're crowdfunding, or you have Netflix or Amazon or Hulu or somebody that's like, hey, you make cool stuff, just want to make cool stuff, however weird or fucking And there's no filter that goes through producers. You know, it's just yeah, directly from the... you just have full creative just, control. Yeah, from the top, directly I mean, from good, the top. I mean, good and bad, however good and bad that can be, because, I mean, it's Heard not it always first, good. folks. Fuck producers. Yeah, all of them <laughs> terrible. Well, uh, if you're a producer out there, do you want to produce stick fridge? Uh, I'll produce a stick fridge movie. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll cave to your demands. We'll make whatever. We'll you do want. whatever you. We have no vision here. <laughs> we <laughs> are make shills. whatever you want us to make. We're shills. We're... <laughs> if you want Comcast, if you want to say Comcast, cool guy. I don't compromise we'll for dick. All right. <laughs> But I'll put we those got Comcast, Coke labels out. man. He's a superhero, but he watches <laughs> TV and he's a fun guy. Comcast, he watches man. NCIS every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Net neutrality he, sucks. He drinks Pepsi. <laughs> Label out. Net neutrality no, that's sucks. His, that's his arch nemesis, like net oh, neutrality, man. Net neutrality, man. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking great. That's so good. Dude, we need to write that up. Oh, oh my God. God. Comcast man versus net net neutrality dude is <laughs> yeah, what yeah. it would be. And he has millennia. sunglasses and a backwards hat and no shirt on. Oh, man. And no job. Netflix, where, where are you, you at? at? <laughs> so anyway, Zach. Only God Forgives is a good movie. What, um, what, uh, what, what historical context do you have? Like, 
in the sense uh, that like what's, yeah what's you, the historical context to, segment so you, typically it's like look at looking at the year that the movie came out what and was what going was the on zeitgeist, you know, the movies are so recently are yeah. so recent i should say yeah 2013 but you alluded to the fact that you attempted or watched it the first time and it didn't really like click with yeah you, i had or? pretty much the same experience as you right, right. i, I just watched, I watched so it with a group of friends and we were all like hot off drive and we're just like the fuck's happening yeah 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 this is dumb <laughs> but i'll say even like finishing it and coming off of it not totally enjoying it i did appreciate the cinematography of it it's fucking it's visually it's a beautiful appealing movie, as yeah. fuck like if this movie was a woman it'd be a hot woman but she's dumb <laughs> yeah <It'd be> a, <laughs> nothing going on upstairs <laughs> and she's got ryan gosling inside of her yeah so. actually hey, that's, that's even better like this, if this movie was a woman, she'd be Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Let's put it that way. Whatever that means. As a as a lady boy. As lady, a lady, lady boy. boy oh, Gosling. a Thai lady boy. Hey. Oh, hell yeah. Hey. If they look like Gosling, I would do it. If you're a Thai lady boy, uh, hit us up. <laughs> uh, hashtag uh, Thai lady boys, where you at? <laughs> Director Showdown, Thai lady boys. Let's get both of those going together. Let's <laughs> Lady Boy gotcha. Showdown. <laughs> it's so okay. Anyways, the lady boy I yeah, I saw. I have I have exact same similar experience. Um, exact same really similar experience. Well, similar, not exact, but um, precise, almost accurate. Uh, I saw with uh, the girl that I was dating at the time, and my buddy Luis, and the girl he was with at the time. Yeah, Ooh, fun date movie. That's that's <laughs> why I was just gonna say like it's because when I was when we were like I knew Luis and yeah and I were like enjoying the glacier like pace of it and kind of oh, the violence yeah, yeah but I was just like I was looking to my uh, girlfriend at the time and I'm just like I don't think she's enjoying this oh, movie yeah. like I'm pretty sure she's not having a good time and now yeah. Adam's single. <laughs> there you go. Well, no, that's like when we saw i don't want to get too ahead of ourselves and we might talk about it but the De- neon demon with laura and when we walked out of that who boy she was not well a that's a more more of that's that's a more of a woman film than this actually but we'll get yeah. into that with that i think so film segregation um, in the next episode but but uh yeah it, it's like i can't i can't i can't see i mean this sounds sexist like woman like enjoying this film um it's wow. definitely a guy a guy movie women don't appreciate art but saying? they did no what they did like was the uh the mom because she was such a fucking bitch like they loved how loved her dialogue and stuff so i oh, thought that yeah. was an interesting like that thing is interesting of that. yeah you know and like how sassy she was and i was when we were watching it, i was thinking like man this would be a really interesting one to like have Amy on just to like hear like her thoughts Man, on it. Well, then because I keep trying to get her to watch. Do you want to dissolve even, your yet. marriage? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I honestly don't think she would hate it. Yeah, I'm being facetious. Um, but yeah, I keep trying to get her to watch Neon Demon. Maybe we can get her on that episode. That might be cool. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't know what else we got. So uh, yeah, well, I guess that wraps things up. Uh, let's just have some closing some closing thoughts on this film. You want to go first, Zach? Uh, yeah. Thanks. Uh, <laughs> he closes the door. I, don't know. I always find little to say in the closing. Yeah, yeah. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah, like uh, first time I saw it, didn't like it as much. Once you get the context and like you actually appreciate what were what they were trying to do and what they actually did, it's fucking it's great. It's a good movie. Uh, visually stunning. Ryan Gosling's good looking.
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I'm going to echo just about all of that. I mean, I think, I think it's, it's so like, I, like I already said, like just the fact that like I hated this movie and I think I even would tell people just actively like, <laughs> man, that only God forgives movie is fucking garbage. Dude, I don't even know who you are. Why are you just telling me these <laughs> random things? And like, no, it's like I would talk to people and yeah. uh, it's like, I, I hated it. I remember hating it. But the fact that I flip so drastically just shows me how interesting of a director the Rifen can be. I'll put it that the, the, way. The Rifen. <laughs> the Rifen can be. Because, um, yeah, I mean, this movie is fascinating. It has a lot of depth, even though um, it's a very quiet movie. It's, I think, um, up there for, like, his most beautiful movies. It's like this and Neon right. Demon are, like, fucking gorgeous movies. It's prettier than Drive. Yeah, I think. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Drive has more like tension and kind of interesting plot stuff. Well, I don't know about more tension. Better soundtrack. Because this this mm. movie is actually super tense. I think the tension is better executed in Drive. I can see that. Um, but yeah, I mean, this movie, yeah, this movie is, is really great. It's up there for you know, in the top top few few rifens. It's kind of competing with the other. Mm. two that i currently have to like drive and uh, they're all good i mean yeah they're they're great um <laughs> but uh yeah i don't know about you adam um again like there's <laughs> repeating everything you guys said um the thing is like i know how i am like i when i came out of the movie the first time i saw it i liked it and i didn't know why um and everyone says, you know, Adam, you're just a pretentious asshole. And like, you just like things you don't understand. Yeah. Well, yeah, I like things that I don't understand. Like that's I how agree I, with the first part <laughs> that that's how, the, no, it's just like things that like, I'm, I'm being totally honest. It's like things that I don't get right away really intrigue me because they, th- those things, they, you know, with, with, with an art piece, they were made. So there's obviously something going on with the artists. Like mm-hmm. they're, they're obviously executing on something on some level with intentionally. Yeah. Um, and the fact that I didn't pick that up right away on my first viewing means that you're stupid. <laughs> <laughs> means that I, I'm, I'm super interested in seeing like where their headspace is at. Like what, what were they trying to do? Yeah. You know? And so it, it, this is just one of those movies. It's like, uh, if, if you don't, if you just want to go see movies and not like just get everything on the first viewing, then, you know, that's fine. But, um, I personally just like watching movies that make me ponder you know, and this is definitely one that uh, made me think a bunch, you know, and I like that a lot. So uh, I I love this movie and I, I don't think it's as good as Drive because Drive just got just so, so much fun. Like mm-hmm. I just love Drive, but uh, this is definitely, definitely up there. So, yeah, well, I almost I mean, thinking about it now, it's really interesting because I think um kind of the the overall argument of season one that we talked into the ground i feel like this movie kind of exemplifies the kubrick perspective more yeah. than most of 
Kubrick's movies that we talked about in season exactly. one, honestly, uh, just, uh, just the fact that, I mean, learning about the director's like intentions and like the creation of the movie and stuff mm. can add so much to it. Mm. You know what I mean? Um, and I think maybe the disservice there is that Kubrick has been around for so long that all of that's already been mined to death. Mm. And the fact that like Rifen is a more recent filmmaker. And yeah. See, like we're just now having these conversations. That's the thing. You know? I think that history will treat this movie yeah. more kindly. Like for sure. Yeah. Future. I mean, future generations of filmmakers might actually find this to be a, a dare I say masterpiece. Yeah. I, it's hard for me to say that right now. I mean, Hey, but the thing came out uh, and everybody hated it. So yeah. that's one of so, the best horror movies. Yeah. Ever we'll made, just so. see, we'll see how history, how history uh, takes this film. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I see it. I see it being good for sure. So, uh, I guess that wraps things up here at Director Showdown. Director Showdown, episode six, out of can. Hey, are you, are you done there, Brent? Are you done with your stupid podcast? Dennis, what did I tell you earlier? Uh, We're done. That's it. No, I gave, why? Dennis, I, I want you to look in front of you. What do you see? A silver platter. What's on that silver platter, Dennis? Our fucking friendship. Oh. You know what I'm pulling away right now? What? Do you see what I'm pulling away? The silver platter, it's gone, Dennis. Well, our friendship, it's off the table. I just removed but it. But in the, it, it was on the platter. In, if you weren't following the, the metaphor, in the oh, in God. the movie, in the Brent movie, he gives the platter back, and everything is okay. Dennis, I'm I'm not going to say this again. This is the all is lost moment. You're done. You're done. You this know, is the. You know, I can be me too, Brent. Dennis, Dennis. You're growing. Oh, shit. I don't like this. Um, Dennis. Yo, I'm going to head out. Dennis. He's getting the, a little out of hand. What the fuck is... You're fucking huge, Dennis. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Guys, this has been... This has been the director's showdown. Episode 6. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Thanks for coming, Zach. Yeah. All right. Holy shit. Yeah.